Welcome to Jury File. My name is Rona, and this is where we discuss some of the cases that Jury File is currently working on or following closely. We do discuss sensitive topics that relate to criminal investigations, including adult language, violence, abuse, and homicide. All individuals that we discuss are given the presumption of innocence until otherwise convicted in an official court of law. You can find Juryfile at juryfile.com and on most podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, TikTok, and Instagram. Juryfile dedicates 100% of our compensation to the operation of providing legal and medical needs to the families that we support. We have multiple recent stories that I'd like to discuss in this episode, mostly stories that I feel have been overlooked in the media. We'll also break these clips down on our social media platforms so that everybody can easily share them. I feel that a lot of these stories are very important and not all of them are being shared. Not a lot of media outlets, um, social media influencers, podcasters, not a lot of them want to cover these topics. That's changing. More and more are starting to cover these topics and realize um, just how vital it is to cover these topics. So let's get into a couple of these really horrendous topics. And again, we'll, we'll have these broken down on our social media too for everyone. We appreciate sharing these stories because they're very important. So in our first story here, Child Protective Services in Texas failed to alert the court about a video of a state employee telling a 14-year-old girl to become a prostitute. So this is coming out of Fox 26 in Houston. I'm going to read you their article real quick. She's a mother of nine, and she does have a daughter who has had some behavioral problems, said family lawyer Mike Schneider. That's why Keisha Baisley... That's why Keisha Baisley turned to Child Protective Services. But then her 14-year-old daughter told her that when she told a CPS employee she was hungry, that the worker told her to become a prostitute. What? The daughter recorded the CPS worker on her cell phone, the article states. Because the worker had been telling her, this is how you can make money. I used to do this, and you could do the same, said Keisha Baisley, the 14-year-old girl's mother. When I saw the video with the lady, like my soul left my body, she stated. Wow. I, I could not imagine actually seeing that. For someone who's obviously already been down the path of some very difficult things with their, their kid and their situation or whatever they're going through, um, and then you try to get help. Um, maybe she didn't have anywhere else to get help. She tries to go through the state, and this is what happens. Um, the article continues, I think they're threatened by the fact that this video even exists, said Snyder, who is the family legal counsel. They know about it, they apologized, and the head of CPS has apologized about this. What they didn't do is tell the court dealing with this case that was going on Thursday when they wanted to dismiss the case. Wow. Snyder said CPS was hoping to dismiss the case and get the 14-year-old girl out of the state's care. That didn't happen. The girl is now living in a foster home instead of a hotel. So first of all, they're housing their teen foster children in hotels. The fact that they didn't 
think it was relevant that their own agency is trying to prostitute a child, that's incredibly disingenuous. To have a hearing and not bring that to the courtroom's attention. In a statement to Fox 26, Texas DFPS spokesperson Melissa Lamford said DFPS is aware of the video and has taken action. The person in the video who was employed as a CPS support staff was dismissed from her position on August 10th. The safety and appropriateness with which children in care must be treated is our paramount concern. Nothing less will be tolerated. Okay. Well, it sounds like other things are definitely being tolerated. I highly doubt this was a first-time instance, even though we have absolutely no proof otherwise we see this stuff happen all the time and not get reported on. So here it is. We're reporting on it. Um, not a lot of people are. So share it out. Make sure everyone knows um, because these things have to be addressed. These are the avenues that people are forced to take when they have no other place to turn. And if they don't take those avenues, um, if we don't straighten out these problems, then it multiplies other situations that do also happen when a parent doesn't feel comfortable to turn to the state to help. That oftentimes then it turns into a missing person case that we're working in, then trying to not only get that minor child help, but also to first find them. And another recent arrest regarding DCF, a DCF worker was arrested after helping a sex trafficking suspect elude arrest. According to NBC Connecticut, an employee of the Department of Children and Families was arrested Friday after police say she helped a woman wanted on sex trafficking charges elude police. Officers responded to the DCF office on Hamilton Street in Hartford Friday just after 4 p.m. after learning that a woman wanted on child sex trafficking charges was in the building, according to police. While in the building, the woman's assigned social worker, identified as a 43-year-old Melissa Robertson, snuck the woman and the woman's four-year-old child out of the building and drove them to another location, according to police. Police say Robertson was aware the woman's parental rights had been removed and that she was under investigation for child sex trafficking. Robertson later returned to the DCF office on Hamilton Street and was arrested along with the woman who was arrested on child sex trafficking charges. This time. Not saying that this woman's ever done this before, but this time. Because these things happen all the time and they're never reported or found out. The Department of Children and Families released a statement to NBC Connecticut Saturday night saying, Our administration is built upon trust. <laughs> okay. With the children and families we serve, community partners, and members of the public with whom we engage on a daily basis, we remain committed to holding ourselves accountable in transparent fashion, and a human resource investigation has commenced. I hope so. This was stated by department officials. The four-year-old child was returned to foster care and Robertson is charged with first-degree hindering prosecution and risk of injury to a minor. Wow. And for anyone who might have missed it, back in February, I want to say it was, I can pull the article really quickly here. A former DCYF 
worker was accused of sending inappropriate pictures to an FBI agent who was posing as a teen online. A worker with, here, let's pull the article, WMUR reported on this. The report said a worker with the Division of Children, Youth, and Families is off the job and facing federal charges following an undercover sting by the FBI. According to an FBI affidavit obtained by News 9 Investigates, investigators allege that Jason Ellis of Derry sent inappropriate photos of himself to someone that he thought was a girl under the age of 14. That person was actually an FBI special agent. Prosecutors said Ellis first contacted the agent through the online app Whisper in 2020. The two then moved their conversation to another app called Kick. Ugh, that's an awful app for catching stuff like this. The agent originally posed as the father of a 13-year-old girl. Investigators allege in court documents that Ellis discussed having a sexual relationship with a 14-year-old he knew. In February 2020, Ellis allegedly contacted the agent through Kick. That time, the agent was posing as a 13-year-old girl. Ellis was arrested and charged with transfer of obscene material to minors. A federal judge ordered his temporary detention. News 9 learned that for 17 years, Ellis worked as a juvenile probation and parole officer for DCYF. Ellis had been on suspension for the past two and a half years, but spokesperson for DCYF told News 9 that as of Thursday, he is no longer an employee. Ellis previously served as a temporary part-time youth counselor for the Sununu Youth Services Center from 2011 to 2012. He also worked as a youth counselor at the Youth Development Center from January 2003 to 2005. News 9 Investigates also learned that Ellis is one of 400 people named in a lawsuit against YDC alleging abuse. He is scheduled to appear in court on the federal charges next month. And if you think that this is the only thing that this man has ever done, you're wrong. Someone who desires to do these types of things and embeds themselves around minors is never a good thing. It's unfortunate that it's taken them this long to figure this out about this individual. And I believe that Ellis ended up being sentenced to, I want to say, 11 years in prison um, back in around June, I believe. There was another instance reported by LMT Online that, that a U.S. Customs and Border Protection Officer of Field Operations employee had been arrested for assaulting a woman and holding her against her will, according to the Laredo Police. Eliamar Santos, 34, was charged with assault family violence, assault of a family, a household member by impeding breath or circulation, unlawful restraint, and interfere with an emergency request for assistance. CBP confirmed Santos is an employee, but declined to elaborate. The case unfolded at about 7 a.m. on July 31st when officers responded to a domestic assault reported in the 200 block of Areca Drive. There, a woman stated that she was assaulted and held against her will. She tried to call police for help, but the assailant prevented her from calling 
She was able to free herself and ran to a neighbor for help. Authorities would identify the suspect as Santos. Police said she had signs of assault and officers found signs of a struggle at the residence. Webb County jail records show that he was released on bond. And then there was, of course, back in March, there was the Athens County Children's Services employee who was charged with obstructing justice. There was CPS workers that reached a plea deal back in January over a four-year-old boy's death in Fairmont. These stories go on forever, and you can find plenty of them from this, this year alone. And these are the only the ones that are actually being reported on. There have been plenty of CPS workers that are charged with fraud, interstate trafficking, with you name it. They're, they're across the board. They're just now being reported on a little bit more. Many Child Protective Services workers are also um, regularly charged with falsifying reports and documents. And that's that's also a very regular thing that happens. Um, and there's many times that it's not reported and, and prosecuted. So definitely keep your eye out for these types of things. We have to be able to get louder about these issues in order to try and figure out solutions for the problem. The foster care system is also another one that we'll, we'll tackle. Um, but I just wanted to get some of these reports out here. I saw that there was some interest in the situation with one of these articles. And I thought I would just shed a little light on the fact that there are multiple situations on a regular basis that this happens with. 